0: Just a little warning, this podcast has some swearing in it. Hey uh. Hi. Okay. Um one really important thing before we start is yeah. that I've made tea in a proper teapot, but I okay. didn't bring the strainer in, so I've just got to run and get the strainer. Ah
1: That's fine, that's fine. Welcome
0: to phone and, phone and welcome to the party. Hey folks, welcome to today's show. It's been one year since I released my first podcast. It's exciting. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We have another remix podcast for you today. My friends and friendly artists have been remixing songs from my album, Doubt and Reckoning which came out last summer. And today's episode is with John Worsley, founding member of the band Jilk, uh, Jilka Bristol based and started out just as John. I think I saw him play a solo show in the Left Bank here in Bristol, shortly after moving here in 2008, maybe. Uh, Since Jilk have been writing music for over a decade in what they describe as a rotating door of collaborators that has coalesced the last um, five years into a core quartet of musicians who are inspired largely by the texture, composition and narrative of cinema. John actually made two remixes of my opening track, This City. So we talk about why he did that. And you'll hear a bit of both tracks, including a preview of Drowning in a Blown Out Airlock, remix is what he's called it Uh, and that track won't be out until I think maybe May so you're getting a little exclusive but last week we released uh, the first of two his acid house banger also the same song this city we've called it night drive remix Um, so that's out now there are links in the description to listen to it I had this conversation with John last year in October I wanted to record these podcasts when each artist had the process fresh in their mind and then obviously release each episode as and when the tracks are released. And having these conversations and then waiting a few months to listen back to them has been really good on my brain. It's pretty interesting exercise to record a conversation and listen back to yourself. Um, You learn things about yourself. I learned a lot about my own creative process today and I felt really nourished listening to this conversation with John because I love talking about creativity and talking with other artists and it's something I've been really deprived of in the last year, which is why I've been doing this podcast. And even just listening to this conversation nourished that part of me again. So thanks, John, for immortalising artistic nourishment with me let's jump into today's podcast with my friend John Wesley from the band Jilk oh my gosh how are you
1: I'm all right I'm not too bad I'm back at work
0: three days a
1: week um
0: in the building
1: in the building yeah which is strange in lots of ways but um
0: are we allowed to tell people where you work on the internet yeah of course the Bristol Beacon I nearly called it its old name
1: me too. I've had to work very hard to not call it that. Um, but I like, I like the new name generally. But yeah, I'm back in work three days a week, which is about right for me. <laughs> I think if it could stay at three yeah. days forever, obviously full pay, um, that would be ideal. Because it's been really nice to be able to get lots of other music stuff done. And I've done some work with uh, some schools, like music work with some schools. And oh. it's just a better pace of life. That's, um,
0: that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like lots of people are experiencing that this year.
1: Definitely. I'm um, I'm really becoming an advocate for like a basic universal income because I think it would allow for this sort of lifestyle generally. Obviously the circumstances yeah. now are not ideal, but
0: Yeah. I essentially am living the basic universal income because Chris Chris I'm not earning any money and Chris's mm. wage covers our basic income because he's in the software industry and they pay him like twice as much as music pays me normally so it's like (laughs) we kind of we're getting by I don't think it's sustainable like long long term but it does mean that like we have a very healthy relationship with each other and money and I'm very lucky he's he worked very hard for us both to be in that position um, yeah. because I was struggling and he was like, there's all this money here, like you don't need to struggle. Um, sounds so fucking, <laughs> sounds so privileged, but I am. But like, that's just, we both work really, really hard and his industry yeah. pays him fairly and mine doesn't. Yeah. Like, totally. so that's yeah. how the universal basic income works. It's like, you yeah. contribute, we all contribute and we all put energy and labor and and like also proof, proof shows that you put more compassion into your community and yeah. then uh and then everyone survives that is just like we just went big town tangent tangent town tangent town. straight in
1: i think it's good to get away from this notion that that like money is equal to success because like yeah. i know i'm very well, lucky it's to yours, have yours
0: even that like money well, exactly. is like this is my money that bits your money that bits that person's money that's not real yeah
1: yeah I, like I know that I'm very very lucky to have a contracted salaried role in the arts in uh, sector yeah. uh, that's really unusual um but it, obviously it's not a massive salary I'm hardly driving a mercedes or anything like that um But I know how hard I work and I know how much I've achieved and that's got to be, that's got to be enough, you know?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. Really having a big journey myself this year with that, with those, with that success. Hey, look, let's get some structure to this podcast before we like do all the good talking running away. (laughs) So I'd still like to start by asking you something new and good.
1: Okay. Go.
0: Have you got something new and good? What do you mean? <laughs> so like maybe going back to work, is it? So for me, the new and good for me today. So it's, it's kind of like a practice of gratitude, but it's got to be something you've got to think of something that's new. So for me, I see. I, I don't know if it's new, but we, I just pimped our leftover curry with fresh onion bargees from Sweet Mart for my lunch. And I'm feeling really nice. good about it.
1: So we, uh, me and Kayla just had uh, last night's lasagna in a wrap with <gasps> fresh cheese and garlic mayo in the that wrap as well. That is new.
0: That is and so it, new.
1: It was pretty special. Like it was a great lasagna anyway. Kayla made it and it was like off the off the charts. But then to have it in a wrap with cheese and garlic How mayo. How
0: do you put a lasagna in a wrap? Talk you me through just, it. You just
1: force it in. Do you, you just, just smush? It in. Yeah, you smush it in. So we fried it. Uh, so it was like twice cooked yeah, Oh my gosh. Um, and then, yeah, just chopped it in half and just smushed it into the wrap.
0: You guys are culinary geniuses.
1: <laughs> it's, it felt incredibly decadent for a like Friday lunchtime.
0: <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, I was mm. trying to be decadent by pimping our leftover curry just with the bhaji. So you have done, you have remixed my song this a, a track called this city from my album mm. and i'm really happy i'm so i love it i love them both so much
1: Thank
0: um you. let's start there you did two versions yeah what happened there
1: so i did one version um and it i was i was happy which one it, did you w- start with do you want to know
0: yeah i really do
1: Okay, so I, I, the first one I did. Wait, can you guess? Do you know? Oh my god!
0: <sighs> Every time I think I know which one it is, I think no. What? What is that? I feel. It like... It sounds
1: stupid. It seems obvious to me. Obviously, it's obvious to me. But I yeah.
0: feel like more. T- it feels maybe it's just because it's longer. It feels like more time went into drowning in a blown out airlock. So I feel like you might have mm. done that one first.
1: That's exactly right. And that's kind of, you've kind of like hit on why I did too, um, because I feel like, not to sound arrogant, but one of my strengths as a, as a producer is that I'm able to work very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of enjoy that process. It's a sort of, you know, just throw, just throw things at it, throw, 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 and see what the nice serendipitous moments are and then just put mm. them all together. Mm. Um, but but the, the blown out airlock remix was a relative kind of battle. Um, there are there are probably eight sort of coherent versions of it that all sound quite different. Um, and some of the differences are quite minute, but I j- it just was a bit of a wrestling match that I had with it. And so by the time I got to th- what I sent to you, I'd lost that like um, that kind of spark of excitement that you okay. get working on a, on a bit of music, and it, it can yeah. happen if you're mixing something it can happen in an album cycle right yeah. it can happen if you just don't release something for a while for whatever reason you really like you kind of lose the spark um and that kind that it kind of happened with the blown out airlock remix i have since listened to it funnily enough sending it to you was like this quite cleansing process and I've, yeah. I've listened to it since and thought actually i really i really like it um but i thought it sounded a lot like jilk which obviously yes, it would. Yeah. But I thought, I thought it was quite a quite tropy jilk remix. Um, oh, And so I thought You made
0: a trope of yourself.
1: Yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, but I
0: just <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I got what? annoyed by the tropiness of it and so I just thought, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again and I'm gonna work hyper quick.
0: What's a jilk trope in like twenty, 20 fifteen words or less?
1: Um <laughs> Lo-fi sweetness, add a glockenspiel, probably also some reverb, M- make it dusty.
0: <laughs> That's amazing, I love how much you know yourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, well, speaking of the first one, I think, I think it's my, I love them both, but I think it's my favourite, mm-hmm. and I think it's because it's so moving. And I think mm. that's a joke trope too, isn't it? It's like yeah. your music is so emotional and so moving and like that's what I love about it as well. It's like mm. I my f I think my favourite kind of music is music that moves me. It doesn't have to be like I think for me that version is somehow like magically relates to the original content of the original yeah. song, which yeah. is like very city very like feeling trapped in noise and capitalism and pressure of life and trying to balance that with like creativity and and like and like being okay um and i wonder if like are any of those themes do any of those themes relate to like the themes that you put into joke music
1: yeah hugely massively like i i sort of have this joke with um like Cags in the band that every song we write is uh, it's normally about falling asleep to escape real life. <laughs> like that's just like the theme of every Jill Calvin is just like escapism <laughs> via sleep and dreaming. Um and that's massively in reaction to city life and the the pressure of of being an adult and um I agree with you like I think music that just like touches something inside like emotionally is mm. uh, resonates with me massively and I love nerdy mathy electronica and like heavy concept music and music that makes you gurn and dance like a lunatic but I think you know deep deep down I just yeah love like cinematic deeply mm. moving kind mm. of like mm. sort of cheesy music you know
0: totally that well you but I feel like that's how drowning in the blown out airlock great title <laughs> yeah. that's how that landed for me and like chris and i were sitting on the couch listening to it and we both were just like i you know goosebumps and like it was so moving and then because i listened to them back to back then i put on night drive and it's just like such a banger (laughs) (laughs) and it also has another element to music that i love that i think is really underrated which is humor
1: yeah yeah
0: it's really funny it's yeah. not really funny like it's a joke. You know what I mean? It's like it's not totally. funny.
1: It's playful, it makes isn't it, it
0: yes, it's playful, that's the word. Where like yeah. something kind of bubbles up and and gives you that like giddy, giggly reaction. Um yeah. and it's and it's it's very unabashed in that way. Um so why yeah. like what was the journey then stepping from the jilk trope, the beautiful cinematic, very emotional remix and then like where did night drive why night drive then when you wanted to step away from
1: so I was having this, this feeling of like do you ever like uh, talk for ages and then like the, the sound of your own voice is like cardboard yes. in your throat, you know <laughs> yeah, yeah like as a singer right do you ever get I'm it if you're recording take I've literally
0: made it my career to, like, yeah. <laughs> to be using my voice um, yeah <laughs> like I think I,
1: I think I got the musical equivalent of that doing the the blown out airlock one um and i sick of
0: the sound of your own jilk
1: sick of the sound of my own jilk uh yeah that's a a really good summation of where i am um (laughs) and um (laughs) so i just wanted to i wanted to work quick and i wanted to make uh decisions that were not not selfish so to speak but just purely like uh not thought through just really, really really fast and jim hopkins had given me he stayed with us for a couple of days and he lent me this little tb303 clone which is you know that kind of acid techno sound that sort of mmm, mm, 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 kind of bubbly oh, acid yeah. sound it, it, it makes that and i wanted what to, is it
0: is it sorry is it a synth or a what is it,
1: it it's a synth what, what, yeah piece yeah. of hardware yeah it's got a very distinct sound as well yeah. Wanted to kind of have a play with that and try and program it he'd sort of he would sort of left it with me saying it's notoriously difficult to kind of like program um so I, w- I wanted to play with that and i wanted to just do something totally different that was uh just the opposite in every way to the remix that i'd just done um mm. and i had this idea of just having a kick uh around like a sort of techno kind of bpm like one one two eight or whatever and then just your voice and this like acid this TB 303 <laughs> uh, and I was like that's all it's going to be it's going to be those three elements um, but obviously invariably like I, I ended up adding to it and um, but like never thinking about a decision too much um, and I also kind of made the decision just to use um, hardware synthesizers so analog hardware synthesizers like no software synths at all um, and it just had a lot of fun playing <laughs> and it happened in probably I don't know, three hours and then I <laughs> wow. sent it to you. Wow. And it was good. It was great.
0: <laughs> I am interested in that um, the process of making remixes and how maybe it allows you to leave. Um, do you feel bound by, like, artwork of jilk like when you're making music for jilk do you feel like you have to you have to make things if you're going to release something on a jilk record do you feel bound by like that those kind of tropes that we talked about earlier
1: uh yeah i do and i try and fight against that and push back against that it's interesting with remixes because they like they quite they paradoxically occupy these two spaces for me where they simultaneously allow me to be quite experimental and I always start remixes being like I'm not going to put any drums in this and it's going to be 25 minutes long and um it's going to be mental um and then at the same time with remixes it's the it's the time that I kind of fall back on production techniques that I know will work you know because you're working with someone else's stuff you kind of want that safety net there um so it's 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 kind of interesting and it's quite confusing because i I tend to see it as this opportunity to to, to experiment and kind of try something a bit interesting but at the same time i do it with this safety net of like just falling back on like quite practical techniques that i know are going to work yeah if that makes sense yeah um but yeah with with jilt releases and to an extent with remixes and collaborations i th- always there's that kind of um obligation or to not stray too far outside of a sound that you've that you've kind of been doing for ten years or whatever. Mm. Um I think that's what's so good about aliases and different projects and um yeah, it's a real balance. I don't know if you get it with your writing or your music, but it's to me it's this constant seesawing balance between feeling like I'm happy with progressing and exploring new material but that you're not kind of alienating anyone who listens to your music for a certain reason or uh, moving too far away from what that project is about, you know?
0: Yes, except I have just completely moved really far away from my established sound and potentially alienated a lot of my audience. Not, you know, I...
1: Have you had anyone say to you, I feel really alienated by the new album?
0: (laughs) I... (laughs) No one has said it in those words. I've had a couple of people... (laughs) You should know. (laughs) I've had a couple of people tell me they don't like it in a context where that wasn't also really invited. It wasn't asking for their opinion or their feedback. Um, And they were... Yeah, but a couple of people said they didn't. And I wrote a song for the record called K-I-T-Y that is about that. That is like, someone just posted on my Facebook today, even. I'd shared a video of it's different because it's the, the Boogaloo string band, and they just said, um, Love it, this is great. Still doesn't beat the Taj Mahal version, but yeah. great job.
1: Like, yeah. What? What? It's strange, Did you just come it? here
0: to tell me that I'm not as good as the? person that you think is the best in the world at this song like (laughs) have you just are you what are you doing here just if you've come here to tell me you love it but you also also love the Taj Mahal version like say that say like hey love this have you seen the Taj Mahal version like it's really weird like when people tell you so I I think I I think that's what maybe why it took me so long to make this album in the first place is because I was I was actually worried in not I was worried in all the wrong ways bef- mm-hmm. about what was going to happen and what people were going to think. And my friend Alice, who's um, made the album with me, is in the band. Was like, you need if you're going to do this, like people are going to walk out of your gig, and you've never had that before because you just um, used to make quite inoffensive music. <laughs> like, <you're> not, you, <laughs> right. you know, you haven't you haven't experienced big walkouts, and like it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so not that I've really had enough gigs to see if that has happened, but um, anyway that Tangenting. seems crazy to
1: me um yeah sorry to tangent like i i appreciate that that it is a stylistic sort of uh progression for you but you know it's not like you've come out with this like 90 minute noise record where you yeah. just you know like you dismantled your guitar amp and recorded <laughs> it and time stretched it like yeah. I, I get it i get it and people get very emotionally attached to yeah. to your music and the and the the last album the tortoise the last that's album that's it yeah yeah um so I, I kind of understand people giving you those like unsolicited opinions but like yeah you're not uh, people's like lack of willingness to just adjust slightly is yeah. like weird to well, me not
0: even adjust just like see every new release as a new release but i, I you yeah. know it was i think the songwriting is still like i haven't i didn't yeah In lots of ways, like I feel like I've changed a lot, but I think the aesthetic was like I'd I'd um, drawn people who like calm sounding acoustic instruments, Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. not, especially live. You know, there are moments on the record that are like just these like swimming ballads that I think those Mm -hmm. those people would probably really like, but. Yeah, I just think also, like, how much of it is, you know, if we decide to make art and put it out into the world, are we deciding that we have to expect unsolicited opinions and do with mm. them what we will and not get uh, uh, offended? You know,
1: yeah, how much of that part- is
0: our responsibility? I think.
1: I think it is part of the game. I think you have to take it on a case-by-case basis because, you know, like being rude is just being rude and you're allowed to say you're being rude. But um, I do think as soon as you release art, it, people develop their own relationship with it and you sort of have to respect that, I guess, because they're a consumer. They're, they're consuming your art. They've been kind enough to consume your art. And it's that's yeah. the
0: beautiful thing about art is that we all get to have a subjective space with it and a relationship with it which is what makes the people who love the record and connect to it so great as well because you know you know that they're that they're aligning with it because of some like magical subjective human reason Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah yeah let's get back to talking about the remixes just a little bit okay i think i'm kind of interested for my own creative journey about unlocking some kind of mystery about remixes because Mm. Um, I feel like it is I have traditionally always thought it was a space held for specific like electronic producers who use specific techniques and specific programs and I was really really surprised however many years ago, seven years ago when you asked if you could remix All Is Not Lost from The Tortoise because I was just like but I'm in the like acoustic country Americana canon like that's not remix. Like, what? And I, and yeah. like, I love. I still love. I still listen to it sometimes. I love what you made, and mm. I. So I think, yeah, I'm interested in a little bit of myth busting. But I think I wonder if you're going to be a more classic example of like how remixes are made and and in in that respect. So I, I, I have a couple of like dumb questions. Okay. Um. How, how did you choose the stems?
1: I just listened to them all well one of two ways with your track I just went through the stems because I'd listened to the track I'd listened to the album I listened to the track a couple of times already yeah so I kind of I kind of knew it quite well so I just went through the stems and um it can happen in a myriad of different ways but with you I sort of had an idea about what I wanted to do with it um but I thought I'd just go through the stems and saw, like, see if any of the sounds jumped out at me as like interesting or yeah. something that I felt like I could work from. Um,
0: is that quite a? Um, is that this a similar lightning bolt moment as it is with your normal songwriting?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I feel like with with my own songwriting, it happens internally a little bit more beforehand. Mm. Um, there's no set rules either. Okay. It may be that I, I, I think about a remix loads before I sit down to do it. But yeah. what I find helpful with remixes is actually just to just to go um, and see what happens. Like just throw so, loads of things.
0: Just like, so listening through the stems, things jump mm. out at you. And then what do you, what program are you using? What's your setup?
1: So I'm sequencing in Pro Tools uh, and that's all the all the effects and all the mixing and, and uh, some of the uh some software synthesis uh sometimes but um actually what i'll the first thing i normally do is so the first thing that i did with uh with the blown out airlock remix was that i took the drums separately and i put them through two programs that i have uh that were both built in max msp um, which is a kind of program that allows you to build uh instruments and other programs (laughs) does that make sense um
0: (laughs) yes and it's, no <laughs> it's, it's
1: kind of a like object-based coding language for like building sound processing units and stuff i'm terrible at it like i can't do it but i managed to like build this one thing once and i've used it ever since and then i found it's got a really nice community around it and people keep, tend to just give away their software like for open free.
0: source stuff exactly yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so i found another thing that i've used it's like on every jilk song ever um <laughs> So I put the drums through both of those bits of software to get loads of kind of glitchy electronic percussive sounds. Um, yeah. Because even if it ends up not sounding like your drums, it's important to me that it came from your drums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I, I want, I do end up augmenting a remix with my own kind of playing and my own sounds. But the first thing I do normally is try and generate loads of sounds from your sounds. Um So I did that with the drums and I did it with uh, your vocal track, the main vocal track. um, And I did it with one of the synth tracks as well. Mm. And I ended up with this, yeah, cool synth sound and then it just went from there.
0: I find it so interesting when people grab a vocal because it's like, I can't always, it takes me ages to figure out like what part of what phrase it is. Because I don't even recognise. Because I think you often grab that bit between two different notes. Yeah, where yeah. there's like a change there's a sudden change in pitch there's a sudden change in the vowel or the consonant and it kind of it yeah. becomes a sound when you kind of take the bit in between the words and in between the notes
1: yeah um, I, I love doing this thing with vocals I love doing it with your vocals so both of the remixes I've done for you um, I've really wanted to Oh, wee, this kind of, oh, yeah.
0: Wee, oh, <laughs> It took me so long to <laughs> finally figure out where that came from, and I loved it so much. I was like, I oh, surely I didn't make that sound. He must yeah. be And then when I listened back to the original, I was like, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> it's,
1: just, it's just one tiny little moment. But I love, like, um, I love uh, kind of making your vocals gibberish, but in the nicest possible way. So it sounds yeah. like this beautiful alien language, um, yeah. or like cutting it up. Uh, you know so like Bowie used to do it with lyrics he would cut out bits of paper and William Burroughs does it right. and, and uh, Burial he's a electronic producer and he kind of cuts these R&B samples together so they kind of make nonsense sentences yeah. but it's so beautiful and mm. like really like tangible but weird at the same yeah. time and I, lo- I love doing that with your voice, I don't know what it is you, your voice just has this quality to it that is really it, it allows for that process a lot it's not very articulate, but do you know what I mean?
0: Oh, well, you're welcome to use it any time.
1: Thank you. I'm going to send cool. you
0: all the vocal stems from everything I ever make. Yeah. You're, you're really welcome to it. Um, You said, when you said about choosing the stems, that you, you already knew the song because you listened to the record and you chose a song to remix based on, like, listening to my version of it. And you said that mm. you already had a journey. Ger- a journey in mind did you say journey you already had something in mind for it what does that what does that mean like what happens to you when you hear the original song and you go i have an idea for that what's can can you possibly break down that process in your brain
1: yes i think i can um often it's something really small i think in almost every remix that i've done where i've heard a song and and gone to the artist and said look i really love this i want to do something with it um it's because i've heard uh, quite a minute element in it that's like not the hook in in like a melodic sense but it's hooked me in um and so for for this city it was the go vocal it was the go 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 um i I don't know why i really really loved it um
0: let's just let's just be up front is it because it reminded you of uh laurie anderson superman you know I know one? why you say that. I do. Yeah. I love that song. Um, <laughs> Lots of people I, have been saying that.
1: I hadn't actually thought of that, but it did remind me of another song. There's a song on, um, you know, Air, Air's third album or fourth album, Talkie Walkie, uh, yes. called Run, and it's one of their voices just going Run, 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 yeah. uh, and it really reminded me of that. And I wanted to go. That song does this uh, really amazing thing with. Um, altering that single note of run by just putting these spacey pads underneath it and it just suddenly becomes like achingly beautiful out of nowhere and i was listening to the go 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 thing and i was like i want to do that i want to have that running throughout the entire song and just alter it with whatever's happening around it and I kind of didn't do that in the end. I didn't. Um...
0: Yeah, no, you, di- that, you didn't. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. loved how you, the long notes from the chorus, I loved how mm. you changed. Because you, you flipped that on its head. It's sort of, you know, for us, that's the, the tense moment of the song where we're trying mm. to create a great deal of intensity with chaos but also taking the drums out you know like kind of subtraction and chaos trying to create this intensity and you Mm. create you took that vocal and then just put these like gentle beautiful piano chords underneath it yeah and also because it's like this one long note you're able to move the chords underneath it and it's just it's so satisfying having such a a large chunk of the familiar part of the song to me like Mm. manipulated underneath like that and that made me feel a new thing and it is that sweetness you know it made me feel and it felt really healing actually because that song is so like dramatic and it's about you know it's very difficult and i'm kind of focusing on the difficulty in my version of it whereas like your version just felt like really healing and i just Isn't music magic?
1: <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, Chords are
0: magic. <laughs> yes.
1: So that vocal moment uh, happened entirely by accident, just from um, like a bit of the processing that I do on some of the sounds. It has like a kind of random generative quality to it. Yeah. um, Partly because of how I'm doing it and partly because of the program that I'm using. But um, that just came out. I remember like importing this like huge long jam that I'd done with just your vocal stem. Uh, and listening to it, and there was just this moment where it was like, duh, duh. and I was like, "Holy shit, that's um, that's got to be a moment." That's what do you be a mean, thing.
0: a long jam with the vocal? Did you play the vocal and you just mucked around on the keys?
1: So I will throw those two programs that I told you about, the Max MSP ones. Yeah. I'll f- I'll throw the vocal stem into them, and they've got like uh, you know like parameters on that you can manipulate. Um, and it's like a live performance thing so i'll hit record and just fuck around with it and screw it up and i'll do that for like four or five minutes and then import it into pro tools and listen through and find the moments find the good moments and cut those good moments Mm -hmm. and then
0: build around them
1: yeah yeah
0: oh man this is so interesting to me i love getting yeah getting deep into like this kind of process especially it feels really nice to like come together and talk about it on the in the podcast setting because I think one of the reasons I and I'm, I mean I have you to thank for thinking that remixes are even possible of this material because of your remix from the tortoise since that remix I've thought right and every time I make a record now like this is something a journey that I really want to go down but it's especially this year because I'm lacking collaboration and I'm lacking Mm. a community like it's such a fun way to like throw the music around and like be connected with other people and have other people connect with the music and so it's really nice to like have a chance to talk about it Um, I think I just to like round up can I just ask you quickly like creatively on joke terms what are you up to next what's happening
1: well I thought literally Two days ago, I thought oh, I want to put. We're we're always writing in joke. We're all like, no matter what we're doing with gigging or albums or releases, we're always writing because it's just fun, and we're uh, we've got this quite efficient system. So we produce way more material than we ever release, um, mm. which is it can be really frustrating because you've got all these tracks, and it's like, oh, I don't know how to really put these out. But I want to put an EP out just on Bandcamp at Christmas. I think um, as a little way. As a, I guess a little present to myself. We were we were meant to put out an album this year and we haven't and the reason we haven't is is there are a few reasons and it's a bit complicated and it all gets a bit self indulgent and artistic but um I'm a little disappointed that the album won't come out this year. Um so I'm going to we I'm going to put out a little EP at Christmas as a little gift uh on Bandcamp. Mm. Um but otherwise Oh, so, and Neil and Kags are uh, on an album that's out at the end of October, uh, for a different producer. Um and that's coming out on a record label, a new record label called Q Dot Records, um which is a really exciting new electronica label, um that's all based around kind of cinema and sound and um Yeah. Oh, and I want to give a quick shout out to Cags because on the Blown Out Airlock remix, she did all the piano and violin. Um,
0: oh wow! I wondered where the strings and and stuff had come yeah. from. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, um, and it was great. I just sent her quite an old version of the remix, and she just like violin and pianoed all over the place, and then yeah. it's just a case of sort of chopping it up and putting it in. But um, yeah.
0: When you say also, just side note, I think these podcasts will come out with the remix set which I think won't be till the new year. So by the time people listen to this, the Christmas gift will be out and I can share it with them. So that's good. (laughs) Just weird. I wanted to record these podcasts while the process is fresh in people's minds. So they remember what they did. Um, When you say you guys are constantly writing, what does that look like in a 2020 lockdown? Does everyone have the capacity to record at home? And are you just creating libraries, audio libraries kind of on the cloud together?
1: That, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, okay. we, we we all have setups at home and we just, yeah. just constantly send each other stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: cool. Yeah. That's useful.
1: Yeah. It's a really nice way to write because I've never written in a room with other people, not really. Like um occasionally we would do it, but um
0: I don't but, write uh, yeah. with, I I don't want anyone near me when I'm writing.
1: No, but, it's hard, isn't but it? But arranging
0: like, like totally. Hello cat.
1: Kitty. My cat is here. (laughs) Mrs
0: Nesbitt's a superstar. She's such a star. She's loved lockdown because she has had her humans home all day. She loves it.
1: Um, Yeah, our cat's uh, exactly the same. Very clingy now.
0: I'm gonna do because we have a playlist for the podcast, so people like suggest a favourite track. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe we should put the All Is Not Lost remix on there as well. We definitely should.
1: That'd be great. Yeah.
0: And I'm and. I'm interested in hearing if there's another remix that you have done for someone mm-hmm. else that you yeah. is one of your favorite remixes that you've done and uh and if you have a favorite remix by someone else,
1: yeah, I definitely have a favorite remix by someone else, so <gasps> what is it? um one of the reasons that I love Fortet apart from his albums being great is that he is one of the few remixes that I think genuinely like brings something unique to a track and like he's so good at taking an element of a track and just making it into something so new and emotionally resonant Um and so I think it's futile to say a remix is better than a song or a cover is better than a song I, I don't want to go down that route at all but he's just able to make his version of something just its own thing so completely um and he did a remix of an Aphex twin track uh which is a very ambient track and it was on this Warp records compilation that i heard when i was a teenager and i think it does nearly everything that i love about music oh, in one yes. in one song um so i will i'll send you a link on spotify or, or whatever yeah great it's, um it's incredible what's it, it called um, oh, i don't remember I know like, that it's a set remix of a track that's on Selected Ambient Works Two. Okay, um,
0: great, but, <gasps> cool. But
1: they're all untitled; those songs, so it's hard to hard to know.
0: <sighs> wow, this was so interesting for me.
1: Mm-hmm. I could also, talk like this all day.
0: Yeah, I just just like I I think because my journey with making the songs, recording them, and and putting my creativity into them is kind of put to bed now.
1: Mm.
0: I definitely like the blown out airlock is definitely a contender for like being the better version of this city than the original <laughs> no <movie.
1: laughs> no 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 and also no. there's a
0: version of day to day that's come through and it's just basically the whole song is intact and it's just a synth bath underneath right and I was like oh maybe that's a better version of like in a way that I'm grateful that it exists. Not at yeah. all competitive or upset at all. At yeah. all. Like just grateful. Like, oh, wow. Thank goodness that other possibility in the millions of possible possibilities for each song can ever have in the the universe like thank god someone made that one so thanks for um, I love Night Drive I just don't want to like push that aside either but I think I just have such a like emotional connection with the Jilk sound and Mm. it's so yeah but Night Drive is just amazing as well um do you
1: know what I think I feel like Night Drive was like the selfish remix Night Drive was the remix that I was like I'm just going to please myself and I maybe not that. even ever send it to you um oh, I'm glad you did I just,
0: I want to include yeah. it I think it's yeah. I think it's a little banger and it's really really <laughs> fun and I think it's a nice antidote to the other remixes that are coming in as well yeah, like yeah. I think so thank you so much for making these remixes I love them so much.
1: Thank you for letting me do it. I really, it's like one of the the, the best things I think about being an electronic producer is getting to do remixes because mm. they are they're, they're fun and they're exciting, and someone's just provided this sound palette for you to to play with. And I think mm. like music has to be play, otherwise, what's the point? You know? Yeah,
0: that's yep. That's my new journey. I think you know when I talk yeah. about the new album, that's it. It really is just doing my best to be playful um, because I'm... I've really... Uh, when I'm on my... I think that's why, like, I write when I'm on my own because I can be playful because I know, like, no one's going to watch me and make me feel dumb for being playful on the mm-hmm. way to getting somewhere. Definitely, yeah. So I'd like to extend that feeling when I work with other people and producing and... Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, I think it takes so much, A lot of trust, doesn't it? Like, you have to be okay... With yeah. making yourself vulnerable in mm. front of other people, mm. um, and I don't think it's that either of us are not okay with that. But I, I think I'm the same as you. I have to write by myself because I have to go through this process of maybe doing a couple of hours of work that's completely awful, <laughs> but it will lead somewhere. You know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I feel like I do feel like I. You know, if I'm having a kind of session of writing, I do write like ten terrible ideas. Uh huh. Yeah. And and one beginning of one good idea and they yeah. rattle around i just finished a song the other day and it's been rattling around i looked at the first ever voice message voice uh recording i did on my phone it was november last year you know like mm. that was yeah. it's been rattling around for like a year and now it's finally finished so it takes it's a long process for me i'm very yeah
1: That's exciting yeah. that's really cool i like that idea of like just digging into the past and pulling out this little capsule of audio from a totally different time especially because of this year yeah Uh, um, like it's like a little innocent nugget pre-march 2020 you know i
0: know my only problem was that i like burnt the dinner or something (laughs) 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 oh my gosh innocent times yeah okay let's um let's say our farewells thank you so nice to talk to you
1: and you Wonderful. And um,
0: give my love to Kayla and the cats. we Will do. And it would be really nice to see you in the flesh soon.
1: Uh-huh. It's allowed a bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I just noticed on Instagram that you and Kayla celebrated your seventh anniversary the other day, and it's mine and Chris's seventh anniversary today. So Really? All the best people got together seven years ago.
1: Yeah.
0: That's oh, nice as well. Happy it?
1: anniversary. Congratulations. Great. You
0: too. Happy anniversary. That's cool
1: that we got together with our partners in the same sort of year and similar time as well.
0: Yeah. Love was in the air. It was a romantic autumn of twenty thirteen.
1: Ah uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Well I'll speak to you soon. Stay in touch.
1: Alright then. Bye bye.
0: Bye! Ah, thank you John, and thank you, you, for tuning in. There are links in the description to find Jilk and their music, and there's a link to the playlist featuring all of the remixes so far, and each artist's favourite remixes, and we'll be updating that playlist as more are released. All of this and more can be found on my website at www.nolahonan.com forward slash podcast. There's loads more to come. Uh, So if you haven't already, please subscribe on, on the platform that you listen to podcasts on to keep receiving these small pockets of joy. Hang in there, folks. The hugs and the music and the sunlight is on its way. I can't wait to see you. Stay safe. Bye.